Welcome to Click, Treat, Repeat. This is a horse-focused podcast discussing positive reinforcement training, equine management and welfare, and other horse-related topics. So let's get started. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about faking lameness, which is kind of a hot topic because there's kind of been a meme circulating that I actually figured out is fake because the picture of the horse actually comes from a stock photo. But anyways, um, the meme is like a picture of a horse laying and it's talking about the horse like laying down and pretending to be dead to avoid being ridden and stuff like that. So that's been a really popular meme. I've even had people who are not horse people send it to me because it came up on their Twitter. So um, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of a hot topic. And then it's also just something people say all the time, like, oh, my horse isn't actually lame. He's just faking it because he's lazy or whatever. And that's just like a really problematic type of idea out there so yeah we wanted to cover that today kind of fits with the last episode where I talked about moody mares and fail friday is the horse that you were talking about the one that they said was named rosie on twitter um I feel like it was named sugar but I'm not sure maybe it was (laughs) maybe there's just multiple of them honestly (laughs) there probably is but it's really upsetting and also with that specific post there's people that are like horses don't sleep laying down and like thinking the horse is sick or dying or whatever something's wrong with the horse but again it's just a stock photo so (laughs) (laughs) I know I was so like surprised when I saw it was a stock photo because the tweet got so popular and nobody figured out it was a stock photo until like way later but ridiculous yeah I mean my mom even sent it to me and she was like look at this and I was like oh (laughs) I've seen that but yeah I think really the biggest issue with that type of saying that, whether it's as a joke or like seriously, is just that it's sort of like anthropomorphizing horses because they don't really have like the cognitive ability to be like, oh, I don't want to ride. So I'm going to strategically pretend to be lame so that, you know, I can not have to be ridden. Like that's just, they don't think that way. Like what we know about their brain, there's not any evidence that they strategically plan things like that so it's just not really accurate to what we know about how horses think and behave yeah and with that specific one they were saying that she lays down and closes her eyes until the people leave and that's just (laughs) I don't see a horse ever doing that the horse probably if it wasn't a stock photo was probably just actually sleeping (laughs) yeah yeah or another (laughs) yeah I mean probably so and then another thing I heard people suggest is that potentially the horse had actually been trained to do that as a joke and like that's also I guess possible you could train the horse to you know play dead like a dog that's kind of a funny trick maybe you know maybe that's something to teach at some point but you know first we have to teach the lay down which is hard enough as it is so yeah yeah I feel like it wasn't trained I mean not with this case because again it's a stock photo but I have some videos (laughs) with the same kind of thing happening where they're saying oh every time I come to ride my horse they like lay on the ground and pretend they're dead but I mean that could potentially be some sort of learned helplessness too where they're kind of recognizing maybe that doing that gets them out of the training Mm -hmm. I mean it's kind of complicated so I don't know if they can think that far in advance but it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of learned over time that just being there makes them not work. But again, there could also be something wrong or 
the horse could just be sleeping. <laughs> There's so many different things to it. And I don't <laughs> think the horse is like faking being sick so they don't have to ride. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely have heard people say, you know, just even through like operant conditioning, if the horse is just actually lame one day and the rider comes and they can't ride because the horse is lame and the horse somehow learns that when they're, you know, doing a certain behavior with their legs, like limping, they don't get ridden and they don't want to be ridden. So, you know, that would be reinforcing to them to not be ridden. And so, you know, in that case, I guess potentially they could learn, but I think operant conditioning is kind of such a very specific type of process in the sense that like it's actually really hard to really indicate like what you are like reinforcing or punishing and that's like why we use the clicker obviously to mark what behavior we're trying to reinforce and so I think like in such like a drawn out situation of you showing up to the barn and like seeing your horse and then choosing not to ride I don't know I do find it a bit unlikely that the horse would you know make those sorts of connections of like what's being reinforced enough to actually learn how to like pretend to be lame to avoid getting ridden like I just don't see that happening although like it maybe could be remotely possible but I just don't yeah I don't think that that's super realistic no and if it was possible it would take a long time to build that association because like we said with the clicker we're telling them exactly what they did that earned them a reward but with that you're not using a clicker you're not using a negative verbal marker to punish them so they would just have to gradually learn exactly what is getting them out of riding. And that just doesn't sound very realistic. There's like a tiny, tiny percent chance that it could happen, but I think it's really unlikely. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think also a lot of the time when horses are lame, they do have, you know, things have to happen to them that are not pleasant for them. That might even be punishing to them. Like when, you know, Coco was lame, a lot of the time it was because of her hooves and laminitis and stuff like that. And so I would always, you know, be like, oh, she, she has laminitis, time to soak her hooves. And she really didn't like having her hooves soaked. So it's like when she's lame, actually, she's getting her hooves soaked or having the vet have to come out or, you know, other things that she just didn't like. And so I think, too, a lot of the time there is a lot of sort of potentially punishing behaviors that we do to them when they're lame because of you know, their health and trying to take care of them. I'm obviously not saying like, don't do those behaviors. I'm just saying, unless you really like work on cooperative care, a lot of those types of behaviors that we have to do to take care of them when they're lame are not pleasant for them. And, you know, we still have to do them for their health. But yeah, I think there's just a lot involved that is like really not positive for a horse <laughs> being lame. <laughs> I don't really think that it would be very easy to make that you know, turn into something that feels positive for them to kind of you know, repeat it. Yeah, and even if it was repeatable through operant conditioning, I don't know that they can really think that way. Like I think it's they're limping or laying down or whatever because they're in some sort of pain. So I don't think they would be able to act that way when they're feeling normal, not in pain. Yeah, exactly, because they're going to be so focused on the pain more so than like what exact movements they're doing. I mean, it's almost like 
sometimes with targeting, they get so focused on targeting that they're not paying as much attention to like what their legs are doing or other behaviors like that. Like, you know, I've talked about this before, but when I was teaching like mat stationing to my horses, they were kind of having trouble with it because they were so focused on targeting because I was using the target to get them to walk onto the mat, but they weren't even like thinking about where they were putting their feet because they were looking at the target. So, you know, if their attention is on like that they're in pain, they're not like intentionally walking a certain way or whatever. They're just trying to avoid pain. And so, you know, it's possible that that could still cause that it's possible that they could still, you know, understand that it's specifically the limping or whatever behavior they're doing that's causing whatever consequence follows. But I agree with you. I just think like trying to avoid pain is very specific kind of physical and mental process that probably takes up most of the attention more so than like how exactly they're moving or whatever. Yeah, definitely. It just doesn't seem realistic to me that they would be able to think that complex when it comes to limping being a way to get out of things. And like you said too, they might be too focused on that to actually understand that that might get them out of something. And that's kind of why in positive reinforcement-based training, we try to rule out pain as best as possible because we know that horses are not like in a proper thinking and learning state when they're in pain. Yeah, that's so true. And I think, you know, a lot of the time people might want to think that their horse is faking it because they aren't easily finding any physical issue and, or it may be sort of an on and off physical issue. And so they're kind of like, oh, well, I don't know why this is happening. I've had a vet look at them and I can't figure it out. So they must just be faking it. And, you know, I think that is obviously harmful because sometimes it does take a lot more searching into why, you know, a horse is having physical issues than just like one quick vet check. You have to kind of go down different avenues and try out different you know, tests and whatnot to try to figure out what's wrong with the horse. And so, yeah, I think sometimes that idea of like, oh, they're just faking it can cause people to just kind of stop going through the full vet checks that they maybe otherwise would. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's complicated too, because like we all have like a general vet who does vaccines and whatever, but then for something that you can't identify with your normal vet, you might have to go to a specialist. And I think you're right that a lot of people just don't want to do that or don't think about it because it's not talked about a lot, but there is likely something going on if that's how your horse is behaving. Yeah, I agree. And then I think this also could go back to what we kind of talked about with Intrinsin, which, or not which, with the pain science stuff and how pain can actually just be a threat of tissue damage. And so, you know, even if you're not finding any actual physical issue that doesn't mean that the pain isn't actually there they can still be feeling pain like just as real as if there was tissue damage even if there's not and so you know vet check doesn't necessarily rule out pain not just because you can't check everything but also because sometimes pain is just a threat of tissue damage and there may not even be any damage there to find so I think you know that doesn't that is not a reason not to take pain seriously. If anything, it's just a reason to like really take it seriously and understand that it can have kind of complicated causes. And it's something that really needs to be like looked into 
carefully and seriously. I agree. I think horses are just so anthropomorphized that we just let jokes like this happen and people fall into it because we just don't know better. But now, as we've both grown as trainers, we know that there is science out there supporting the idea that horses would not be able to limp or lay down or perform any type of like pain related behaviors without actually feeling pain. So I hope that through our podcasts and general social media platforms that we're able to share that information. And it's a small drop, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people are starting to come around and realize that these jokes really aren't funny and that there probably is actually something going on. And it's not everyone, but I've definitely seen a change. Yeah, yeah, me too. And yeah, I mean, I think if even just a couple people listen to this and are like, oh yeah, I didn't know that, then that's a positive impact. So that's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I agree. And then also this is sort of random kind of going back to other stuff, but I just thought of it too. I think sometimes a horse might appear lame under saddle, but not at liberty. And so people could see that and be like, oh, well, he's only lame under saddle, so he must just be faking to not be ridden. But then, you know, there's all the issues of like, does your tack fit properly or, you know, things like that really tack fit or, you know, potential physical issues that could be made worse by tack fit. Like if they have kissing spine or ulcers or something like that, where, you know, that might not affect them so much when they're just in the pasture doing their thing but when they're working it might you know cause more issues because of the physical activity and the tack being on them so I would definitely you know think if that happened I'd check out the tack fit and definitely vet check of course but yeah I just thought of that too because I think you know a lot of the time people don't really think about the fact that a poorly fitting saddle or poorly fitting tack can really change the way a horse moves and can even make them look lame when they're not and so many people well I mean they are lame because of the the tack not fitting but um (laughs) so many people like don't even check their saddle fit or anything and that's just so important like nobody has any business riding if they can't have their saddle checked by a professional and or like they have some type of qualifications to be able to check to fit themselves like they've taken like a course or have some like advanced knowledge so um yeah I really just think that that's a big issue too (laughs) yeah definitely I've heard a ton of people where they're like oh my horse is perfect on the ground but the second I'm in the saddle they're bucking they're bolting they're balking they're just not cooperative and my first thought is always that the saddle probably doesn't fit or there could potentially be some like psychological type pain going on if they have had bad experiences with riding or like fear of pain, that kind of thing. But I never just think, oh, the horse doesn't want to be ridden because I think it's much deeper than that. Yeah, I agree for sure. And then I also want to add, if you do genuinely think that your horse is faking lame to get out of work, that is an opportunity for you to think about what type of work you're doing with that horse and be like, why on earth would it seem feasible to me that my horse might pretend to be lame to get out of doing this? Like, why does my horse hate what we do so much that you think they would fake lame? Like, we're pretty much saying here that they can't really fake lame. There's not a lot of scientific evidence for that. But also, 
if that's a thought you're having, think about what you're doing with your horse and how you could potentially change things to do something that your horse would actually enjoy doing and not, you know, fake want to pretend to be lame. Like, even though again, they can't do that. Like, I think just really thinking about how our horses are feeling about the situation, whether they, you know, fake lame or not, even if they're not faking lame, like whatever we can do to kind of stop having that, like us versus the horse mentality, like the horse is just out to, you know, mess up our plans to ride. Like, that's just not the way it is. You and your horse should be wanting the same things and be on the same page anyway. So that shouldn't even be a question that the horse would do that because, you know, you sh- your horse shouldn't want to do that. Your horse should be set up to be successful and be like a willing partner with you, not be forced to do something that they don't want to do. Yeah, that's a really good point. And this isn't like related really at all <laughs> to faking lame, but it made me think of when people can't catch their horse and their solution is to chase them and make them run around to tire them out so they can catch them. <laughs> I don't know why yep. I made me think of that, but. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a thing that people do. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess I see how it is supposed to work. I mean, it's like, you know, making the, the wrong thing I don't even know how this phrase goes, making the wrong thing hard and the right thing easy. I just would never use that phrase because I do not do that type of training. So I don't even know. I don't think I've ever said that phrase in my life, but um, obviously a lot of people do say that phrase. And I I mean, I get the point of that. Like, you know, you want to chase your horse around and make them running away from you be hard. And then eventually when you stop chasing them, they may approach you kind of like join up, (laughs) but um that's just like why would you do that if there's a way that you could just like be nice to your horse and feed them treats and like do things they enjoy and have a good you know willing partnership with them and have them just be ready to meet you at the gate and come in like that's just so much better in my opinion and obviously people could disagree with that but I just think that seems like the better option Yeah, because then you're building positive associations instead of just scaring your horse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've had people tell me to do that, and I've tried it before, but horses are a lot faster than people, so (laughs) the horse is always going to win, and it just doesn't work out for anyone. Yeah, exactly, and I think most, like, traditional riding horses probably can run a lot longer than we can, too, even, like, not speed-wise, even just, like, stamina-wise. Most horses that are ridden regularly probably have higher stamina than at least I do so I don't have any <laughs> chance of catching them but I did once Lisa Mare who was really really sweet but they used her in like trail riding and stuff and she just did not like that and so she was really hard to catch and I remember one day I was trying to catch her for like over an hour and I was only able to catch her because she stopped to pee (laughs) and so I was like okay now I've caught her but it's just like that's not normal our yeah like horse society wants us to think that's normal but that is not normal like if you came home to like play with your dog and they were just like running away from you and hiding and not letting you like approach them that would be concerning like what is going on why does my dog not want to play with me I think you know we need to think of horses that way too like why does our horse not want to be around us and figure out what we can do to fix that yeah this isn't the horses and dogs episode anymore but (laughs) I think about that all the time like with dogs so many things that happen with horses it wouldn't be acceptable with dogs like you said if you 
went home to play with your dog and they're running from you that would be really concerning but that's exactly what we do with our horses yeah exactly and that reminds me too of that picture that's been going around Instagram of the dog that's like in the like horse bridle and has the whip and stuff and it's like its head is all like back and up and its mouth is open like how a bunch of horses look it just looks really scared and in pain and it's like this is what horses look like all the time and when you see it on a dog it looks to traditional people like much more traumatizing and horrible than like when it's done to a horse which just doesn't make sense so I think that's a powerful image if people haven't seen it I actually don't know who it's from or where to find it but it was like really circulating so I feel like a lot of people have seen it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Click, Treat, Repeat. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at Click, Treat, Repeat Pod. You can find Jen at Genuine Equine and myself at Bonafide.bt. We upload new episodes every Monday and hope to see you then. Happy training!